This is an energy sport podcast. Insightful, in-depth and entertaining sports content from Napier to you. This is the Fantasy Ramble, the best student-run FPL show in the country. Join our panel as they take you through the biggest fixtures from each Premier League game week, giving you their advice on how to succeed in your FPL mini-leagues. Expect in-depth discussion, wild takes and plenty of laughs right here on the Fantasy Ramble. Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Ramble, Energy Sports flagship FPL show. My name is Jack Donnelly and we are here nice and early this week. For fans of all Energy Sports wonderful podcasts, extra time usually occupies our Thursday slot, but with Sean and Cameron both leading very busy lives, as they say, eh, we graciously offered to swap with them. So you'll be getting extra time tomorrow, that's Friday instead. Not really sure what they'll have to chat about, it's been a fairly quiet week in football, I'm sure we can all agree. Uh, as always, I'm joined by some of Energy Sports' finest today, ahead of the next batch of Premier League fixtures. Joining me today is Struan Garvey, hello. Hello. I'm also joined by Jamie McIntosh, hello. Hello. Where's the the weatherman's introduction? Come on, Struan, it's like Oops. absolutely glorious I'm, I'm get, I'm outside get, right. today. It is, it is, it is glorious. It is, of all the, the days not to tell us what the weather is, it's absolutely I was going to get to it, I was going to ask him. And we're also oh, I- joined by Taylor Murray. Hello, he rounds off today's panel. Hello. Struan, give us the weather report now, now that we're through the introduction. There we go. That's fine. It is absolutely roasting. It is, it is beautiful at the moment. It is blue skies over here in Stirlingshire. And yeah, there's there's that, you know, that ominous sound when, when it's sunny and you can hear people cutting the grass. That's, that's basically the time right now. <laughs> So and normally, soon. that would be a nightmare for me when I hear grass being cut for the first uh, time in my goes. life. I, I, no, I'm not, I'm not joking. For the first time in my life, I cut grass uh, last week. You've done them in your time. life? What? Yeah, because my hay fever is so bad, it, it destroys me if I cut grass. Like yeah. when somebody in our house is cutting the grass, I'm like locked indoors and I, I don't even like open a window. So, like, Strange, what, what will have permitted you to have been able to go out and cut the grass so confidently last week? <laughs> Uh, there'll be fixofenadine the medication yeah. that I'm on. How, how many fix did you OD on fixofenadine then? <laughs> no, <laughs> so I have no. It's just, it's just a daily. It's just a daily dose. Oh, that's not too bad then. It's not bad at all. That's the thing with other with other like hay medications. You know, I have to take like two or three a day whenever it gets bad. But it's just a one off now. Yeah. I'm a serotonin hydro something myself. Serotonin hydro something. So, Stuart, what you're basically saying is today's the type of day where it's to go for the number one bench. The number one bench. <laughs> I would I would be sleeping in the park overnight to in, to ensure I get that bench. I wouldn't even be sneaking in on any sort of delivery van or anything like that. Or, or none was of it a nice, an ice cream van? I'd make sure I also don't end up on a seat that's near the ice cream van because there's quite a few people in that queue who may get tired and may also need a seat. You're very right. Um, I mean, it's just not comfortable for anyone, is it? It's not enough no. room. No, not no, enough it doesn't seem to be, especially when you've got two people on the bench already. <laughs> Folk, our, our Somalian listeners are going to be so just alienated from that conversation, aren't they? Still game, series 6, episode 1, hot seat, get it watched. You I'm, scared me how you... Have you actually just plucked that out? I, I need to, right, I'm researching that. Is, that is spot on, no, that is Yeah, spot on. of course it is. Wow. You scared me. That's impressive. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm heavily intimidated by Jamie McIntosh's still game knowledge, it has to be said. It's it fantastic. You should be. <laughs> ah, it is bag on. Taylor, what's fresh with you, mate? How are you doing? 
Um, I, I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, um, pretty rage I need to work later on today, but you know. Do you? Yeah, I'm absolutely livid. You know, the two days of the year that's actually going to be nice and I'm stuck in the bakery. People need their <laughs> bread, mate. People need their bread. Right, they need their bread, they need their rolls, you know, they sit out having the barbecues at night and I'm yep. sitting in a big, sweaty, roasting bakery. Having a barbecue tonight, actually, now you mention it. Oh, are you? Oh, very I'm nice. to pop in and get some rolls from the bakery later. What kind of rolls are you going for? I can hook oh. you up. <laughs> Ones that you can cut up in the middle? I don't know. You put your normal white baps, you put your morning rolls, you put your burger buns, come oh, on. A couple of big stuff. baps, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll go for granary home meal or just normal <laughs> just, just normal normal, uh, normal, just normal okay, <laughs> Taylor what's the best thing to get from the Morrison's Bakery um, the salt and pepper rolls what? or bread salt and pepper rolls what? Oh, salt and pepper rolls are outstanding yeah it does sound quite nice actually that nice does sound good it sounds high enough too bad actually yeah that you can have right now they're doing cheese and jalapeno bread and rolls if you want that I, I, if you've tuned in hoping to listen to the fantasy football <laughs> <right>, show, <laughs> we, we have made you hungry and wanting to watch still games so far. So you know what? We'll ju- we'll give we'll give people ample opportunity to go and get get themselves something to eat while they sit and digest this podcast because we're gonna we're gonna break up the segments as per usual. So we're gonna be back with with a first segment of the three <sighs> that we usually go with with premium picks in a wee minute or so. So this is Premium Picks and this is going to be the three biggest games of the game week that we see and we're going to discuss them more in depth than we would any other fixtures. Uh, the first game comes at half five, it's half five kickoff on Saturday night at the London Stadium. A top four battle indeed as West Ham take on Chelsea. Uh, it was a 3-2 loss away to Newcastle last time out for West Ham who went down to 10 men. They're going to be without Craig Dawson this weekend while Chelsea looked flat and uninspiring in a nil-nil home draw against Brighton. Now, this game actually does matter a bit now that Chelsea want to remain in English football after all. Uh, considering that they're level on points, Chelsea in fourth, though having overtaken West Ham with that draw against Brighton, they're ahead on goal difference and a win would put some distance between them, obviously. Uh, both teams slipped up over the past couple of days or so, but Struan, it was worse for West Ham as they dropped below Chelsea and kind of threw a game away which a lot of people thought they would have been fairly nailed on to win away in St James's Park. Yeah, it was it was such a weird one to be honest, because the the two opening Newcastle goals from a from a West Ham point of view were absolutely horrendous. You know, I'm not sure how Diops managed to put the ball in the back of his net. And then the second one that Fabianski just completely spilled, leaving Joe Linton to put away. And then it was it was Dawson getting the red card just before the first goal as well. It was an absolute calamity to be honest from a team who I would probably say have been one of the most solid defensively and consistent throughout the season, they just fell apart. But then in the second half, it looked like they were gonna, you know, have a have a miracle comeback. You know, Lingard's penalty to make it two all, bracket penalty, and then out of nowhere, Newcastle just went up the other end and scored again. It was it was ridiculous, and it sort of reminded me of when uh, Newcastle beat Everton in the sense that everybody expected, you know, Everton and West Ham to beat Newcastle because Newcastle have not been that great this season. And then they just pull out of the bag in this performance because we we joked on the last fantasy Premier League about John Joe Shelby saying that Newcastle's squad was just as good as West Ham, and now they <laughs> they did go and beat them three two. So it's um it's, it's it's a bit ridiculous, yeah. And I, I think it's a massive loss for West Ham, in which Lingard pulled up with an injury as well at the end of it, which could be huge if he's not fit for this game. 
I bet I, I've got too many injuries. I've got too many people I need to move about this weekend. I can't be dealing with a Lingard injury as well. Let me let me just actually kind of put this into context. So West Ham, you you've said you've said they're the mo- they're been one of the most kind of defensively solid teams in the league, but their last three results have all been three twos, and then they drew three three with Arsenal the game before. So they've conceded ten goals in their last four games. That, that's not great. I, th- I thought they were a bit better defensively, but that actually sort of coincides with when Rice got injured, didn't it? Except the, mm-hmm. the Arsenal one, which I think was the, the 3-0 that they blew. And then they nearly did it again to Wolves. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then again and to then Leicester. Leicester. Yeah. Oh, like... They did... a, bit, a, bit, a bit Southampton-y from them. It is very Southampton-y. Uh, Taylor, I suppose we kind of saw... A couple of weeks back, Chelsea's attack have a field day with a kind of lackluster defence as they ran out 4 1 winners at Crystal Palace. Could we expect something similar to happen this weekend? I expected, well, maybe it's a bit much, may expect that, but I, I thought, you know, Chelsea was going to run out against Brighton and uh, I thought they would run over top of it, but probably given the news that what was surrounding it, that was probably the last thing, you know. It was going to happen, considering I actually forgot that game even happened. So uh, maybe we have a little bit of normality, you know, back to you know this league and back to a game happening. I I, I don't think so. This is going to be a game where <laughs> it's involving West Ham and goals. Like let's put it that way, it's West Ham might go two 0 up and still somehow lose three two, or you know, it's going to be a game where I think there will be goals in it famous last words I know but uh, yeah I can definitely see this game being I'm going to say interesting because you've got a team that are like one of the most informed teams in the league which is West Ham but you've also got a team that's transformed their season around which is Chelsea so it's going to be I'd say this is definitely interesting but I suppose you might want to look at team news as well though Taylor because you might know more than me but Struan touched on the race injury uh, I think Cresswell's still out and obviously Craig Dawson's going to be suspended so you would say that's three of kind of West Ham's most defensively sound players out completely so how do, how do you think that's going to factor in on on Saturday's game? Yeah, no, I think that's going to factor in massively because uh, Dawson has been arguably one of the better centre-halves that uh, West Ham have signed and it was a surprise signing because I didn't mm. think that he would have, you know, started as many games as he has, and I thought it was just more a see squad filler. But yeah, he's done well. Uh, so him missing is a huge blow. Um, you've got Ogbonna there, obviously, and uh, he can fill in, and he has been pretty solid. And even if you know they are really struggling, Suchek can fill in at centre back. But I doubt that's going to happen because no. you know I'm pretty sure they've got defensive reinforcements and they're like Diop and that. So. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be. It's not gonna be the secure. I would say secure, but as you alluded to, West Ham have conceded ten goals, but it's not gonna be the defensive side that we've seen before, and it's gonna be um, a new backline we're gonna see. So it's gonna be interesting, I'd say. But I definitely still see West Ham putting up a fight. Uh, Jamie, let's touch on Chelsea slightly. I know you've not. You're not really bothered about them much anymore, but. You've still seen a fair bit of them this season, so we can definitely talk about it. Uh, 
Brighton, I, I stuck my Brighton game on in the background, but Chelsea just looked very, very flat, just fatigued more than anything, and that's quite understandable considering how many fixtures they've played in the last couple of weeks. I think they were three games a week for the last two or three, so do we think that that kind of fatigue is going to catch up with them and right now, or do we think there's still going to be enough in the tank for them to see this game out? I think it will catch up with them, and you know, I don't think you can you can really blame them for that, but I think they've got a big enough squad and a squad with uh, squad with enough depth that they should kind of be able to rotate the team. There's not really too many injuries in the in the team at the moment. I think Kovacic is injured, but other than that, is there is Thiago Silva still possibly a bit of a doubt, I think. But other than that, is I think we've got a kind of full squad to, to pick from. So um yeah, not really any excuses with regards to to kind of fitness, um, because I think they've got a big enough squad to rotate. This will be a tough game, but I think you're right to touch on kind of West Ham's defensive, um, kind of frailties recently, but also the fact that now you know they're missing Aaron Cresswell. Fantasy football, I've got him as a fifty percent chance to play, which is pretty low, really. Um, often it's kind of yeah. a seventy-five, and they still don't play. So, um, fifty percent, I think, probably means he'll be out for another game week at least. Um, Craig Dawson has been excellent and he kind of had to bide his time at West Ham kind of mm-hmm. before before getting in there and I can't even remember how he got in, if it was an injury or if he just came in and, and grabbed that kind of spot for himself. But yeah, it was a surprise signing because obviously Watford got relegated and I highlighted him last season, I think, if I remember rightly, when he was at Watford and said that, you know, I, you know, I kind of bigged up Watford quite a bit last season for, well, before I think they sacked the ninth manager or something <laughs> of the season, but... I think uh, I quite like Craig Dawson, and mm. uh, I think he has been a a very good signing on a free. I think. Well, he was a loan. He was loaned in, but I think they did make the move permanent. Right. I think it was like four million or something. It cost. Oh, it they did pay money low. for him. Oh, all right. I suppose it's still cheap in this day and age, but you know, he's, a that, old, he's a very actually, old that might defender. Been, that might have been from West Brom to Watford. I'm thinking of. Right. He's, now, he's a very old-fashioned defender, and I think it was a shrewd signing from Moyes. But yeah, I think Chelsea might might win this one just solely because of West Ham's defensive kind of frailties. And now, what's the deal with Rice? Is he going to be back, or is he still out? I, I, do I don't. Know? I don't know. Currently, I don't know. I don't uh, have him in my fantasy team, so not many do. I mean, he doesn't no. really. <laughs> don't really do much. Don't know why he would. <laughs> no, I'll have a look now and see what they're saying about him. Uh, well, I'm, I've just looked him up on transfer market. Uh, Craig Dawson. Apparently, he is to join West Ham permanently in July for a fee of two point one two million. That's very good business. Uh, was it? Was it him that scored the bicycle kick against Leicester? Yeah. In the first weekend of the restart, Chilwell, it was like the game had absolutely nothing, and Chilwell scored for miles out, and then just right up the other end, Dawson scored a bicycle kick. I was. The, it was two stoppage time goals, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. So. Yeah. Uh, Declan Rice is an unknown return date, so there's a good chance that yeah, that's, that's a no for two days time. of the season. That's so, a no uh, for two days' time, you would Yeah, I think, probably I think Chelsea will win this solely, solely because of West Ham's kind of injuries and, and suspensions at the moment. I think Chelsea will probably be able to get out of that defence relatively comfortably, I think, and uh, come out on top. But I could see both teams scoring, so I'll give you a score prediction of 2-1 to Chelsea. I think even, even with kind of West Ham's frailties, I suppose we could say, I have a feeling Suchek's still going to be quite potent in the middle of the park for them. Uh, up against, likely going to be Kante and Jorginho again. Jorginho's been alright more recently under Tuchel and Kante's Kante, I suppose. You can't really say much else, but I don't know. I feel like Suchek's going to be a big problem for 
the pair of them to deal with in the middle of the park if we do see the standard kind of three four three from Chelsea. Uh, a two one to Chelsea from Jamie Struan, What do you reckon this game's going to end up as? I'll go two nil to Chelsea. I think defensively they've been very solid, and I, I don't think it'll be the highest of scoring games. So I'll go for a two nil Chelsea. Who's your key man in that one then? Demo, Demo for a minute. Oh, of course he is. Of course he is. Yeah. Uh, you know what? See, see, in the chaos of that opening, we completely forgot to touch on the meme team, didn't we? Uh-huh. we we've not referenced it on the podcast yet. Do we want? Do we want to wait until locked in eleven before we get a breakdown yeah, of Stuart's weekend? Let's focus on the actual football aye, aye. than the memes. <laughs> As always, uh, Taylor, what about yourself? So, how you said goals a high scoring affair? Uh, your scoreline going to reflect that then? Yeah, I'm going to go with just given the injuries and that. I'm going to go free, I free two Chelsea. <laughs> Another free two for West Ham. What the hell? Yeah, that, they'll go. West Ham go two 0 up and then bottle it as always. So who do you reckon is gonna be the spark that gets that turned around going for Chelsea? Uh, who's gonna be? Oh, see, that's a, see, it's definitely gonna be a key man for Chelsea, but um, no, see, I'm feeling I'm feeling a midfielder. Like there's something telling me about a midfielder. <clears throat> and I think I know who it's gonna be, but you're not gonna like it because one, it's gonna be a big shout even if he does start. And two, he doesn't get in the goals a lot. So I. I'm just trying to lay time because I'm trying to actually think of who I was going to say there. Right, <laughs> you no, had the name in your head and it just went um, straight back out. No, it went out, but I've got it. I think Jorginho Okay. be the one that kickstarts that back. Fair enough. Aye. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll say 2-1, Chelsea. Uh, I think Pulisic's going to be the main man in this one for Chelsea. I think he look, he's been looking a lot sharper, a lot more like himself from restart games last season. Uh was excellent against Crystal Palace and looked very lively for what was a fairly drab showing against Brighton. He had a couple of decent chances and was constantly probing at the back line. So I think he'll be doing much of the same against West Ham. And I think if you're going to bring anyone in, I'd wangle Reese James to get an assist. Uh, I think he'd be crossing to the back stick for someone like Pulisic to run in to, or maybe someone like Abraham or Giroud might start up front in this one, I'm not sure. So yeah, I'd Stick with stick with Pulisic for a key man, but maybe look to bring in Reese James, even if there isn't a clean sheet on the cards, or just do what everyone does and sit with Mason Mount because he's fantastic. Uh, Struan, I'm going to come to a fixture that you're probably going to be fairly interested in as Leeds are taking on Manchester United on Sunday, at two p.m. at Elland Road. Uh, Leeds got a point against Liverpool in the in the last game away at Anfield, one all, while United got a three-one win at home to Burnley uh, and. James Tarkovsky scored a header, which, even though it was Man United conceding, you were delighted with for obvious reasons. Uh, I suppose the main talking point with this one leads it off the back of two very, very good results here. I mean, a 2 1 win over Manchester City, a 1 0 draw against Liverpool, and now they face Manchester United. Do we think they can get a third good result on the bounce? I think that, I think they could. I think they'd be up for this one, especially after they lost the first one. You know, this this is still a massive fixture. I know I know it means a lot to the fans, even if they won't be able to get to the stadium. I know how much this is going to mean to people. And I think beating Man City and you know coming from behind to get a draw with Liverpool, I think their confidence will be right up. To be honest, and I think we've sort of seen that these teams who've been involved in the Super League have been a little bit iffy in the league. You know, we saw Liverpool draw and we saw Chelsea draw, and Man City and Tottenham both had to come from behind to, to win two one. So. 
I don't know if there's maybe something like that is playing on the players' minds. There's um there's also a rumored protest happening on the twenty fourth of April from Manchester United fans about the Glazers as as of recording this today on Thursday, uh, the fans were also outside Carrington mm-hmm. in an anti Glazer protest. So I'm not quite sure. Maybe getting a little bit too conspiracy here, but I'm not quite sure what sort yeah. of an impact that'll have on the players. And yeah, I, I think I hope it'll be an interesting game. The previous six two was was ridiculous. You know, even from a United point of view, even when United were six two up, I was still nervous because the leads never stop. They just never, no, never do, never stop going. And at any moment, they could just pull a goal from literally any player in their team. So it's they they make for really good viewing. So um, I think this will be a good match for the neutrals watching this. Oh, for the neutrals, yeah. Uh, Taylor, I just want to touch on one player in particular here, Mason Greenwood. Uh, it was when we were doing our big football quiz for April, the start of April. Uh, there was a question about Mason Greenwood and that he was the most active player in terms of shots, having only scored one goal, and I think he's now scored four in his last three. Is he something? Is he a player that people might want to be looking to for the run-in for the final few games of the Premier League in their team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. He's a player that at the start of the season and even through the midway point. Uh, he was just wasting his shots and he wasn't really getting goals. And I don't know how many assists he even got. It could probably only be a handful for what I, I remember. But yeah, that's a player that was very wasteful. But in the last couple of games we started, he's been more clinical. I don't know if that's down to him practicing more in training, social, you know, t- basically giving more advice and uh, what what to do and basically how to improve himself. And we're seeing the deep set. So as a player that I would say is uh, obviously to push up your leagues. I'd bring in because it's I highly doubt many people will have him. I don't even know what his percentage would be. It'd probably be something ridiculously low. I'm gonna say it's gonna be ridiculously low and I guarantee it'll be like forty two percent. But he's uh, but he's a player that is a it would be a gamble, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the score sheet, so yeah, I would I would say there's a player I would look to bring in. Three point four percent ownership. Yeah, so that is low, but so there you go, I think it'd be worth the gamble. There we go. Uh, Jamie, let's talk, talk about Man United for a minute because they, they've obviously been involved in the in the Super League nonsense. Uh, where do we see their season going? Because they're fairly comfortable in top four at the moment. Still eight points behind, or 11 points. Eight, it's either eight or 11 points behind Manchester City just now. But they're, they're probably going to finish top four. We'd all agree that. And they're still in Europa League, they're in the semi-finals of the Europa League. Now, what does the rest of their season hold? Because there's obviously going to be fan unrest, as there is with every one of the big six clubs in England. Uh, do we think that they might start sacking off a couple of Premier League games in anticipation of those semi-finals? Or do we think they're going to try and balance it a bit better and just go for everything hell for leather? I'm, I'm just a bit curious because I don't know how I see Manchester United going into the back end of their season. Um, I think second place is just about guaranteed now for United. Um, I think it's theirs to, to kind of throw away. Leicester have obviously got that game in hand against West Brom tonight. Um, they are... How many points behind are Leicester of Man United? Is it 10? Ten, 10 points, yeah. Um, so with that game in hand, I think they've still got to play each other as well before the end of the season. So I think Leicester need to kind of win tonight if they're going to have any chance of kind of having a chance of catching United and then obviously they're going to need to go to Old Trafford and, and beat them um, to have any chance. But I think second is pretty much United's to throw away. Um, that's a big advantage with only six games left to go. Um, and I think they'll win the Europa League. Uh, I've said that for a while mm-hmm. that I fancied United to go and win the Europa League. 
Uh, I think they've been relatively impressive in Europe this season. Um, more often than not, they kind of seem to have got the job done in the first leg, and then the second leg hasn't really been a, a great game for for the neutral. But you know, they're still managing to get through with considerable ease, really. And um, yeah, I think they'll I think they'll go on and win that. So second place and and uh, Europa League for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Which is going to be a very good season, realistically, yeah, considering the, the scrutiny definitely. that he's been under a lot of the time. Absolutely. Go to PE teacher. <laughs> what was that? A PE teacher? How often is he called that on Twitter? You'll know more than me. I don't, I don't yeah, know if I've ever seen him called a PE teacher. Well, I, I just probably put fans in the air quotes. I am making air quotes with my fingers, by the way. Oh, yeah, of course. Fans yeah, initially go. calling them that. The, um, the only thing I would say about United's uh, run at the end of the season is there are still quite a few tough fixtures. They've still got Wolves, they've still got Liverpool, they've still got Leicester, they've still got Villa. Um, Fulham is another one. And then I believe, how many is that? Five, six games to go. And Leeds at the weekend. So possible possible slip-ups there. But it um, should be an interesting run-in. With that in mind, and I just like seeing Ole Gunnar Solskjaer get um, praised, to be honest. That's just nice to see. It's probably well-earned at this point, to be honest. He's, he's, he kind of has done well, considering the kind of general opinion of him a lot of the time and how much kind of scrutiny he's under as soon as he slips up he'll just get hounded by neutrals and the fans anyone that's not a fan of Manchester United and even Manchester United fans to the point so yeah credit well, credit to you at this point United now have as many points as they did at the end of last season in yeah. six games fewer you know that's that's clearly progress, progress you think yeah. about, I think United's summer transfer window was Fairly shit to be honest when you take into consider a backup left back, uh, a player from the area of the VC who's not quite ready to go into the first team yet, and a 34 year old striker. And you know, they've managed to improve. So, I think, I think in that sense, it has been a, a good season, regardless of how United finish in the end, whether they make top four, whether they make Europa League. I think there's definitely been progress compared to last season, absolutely. So, how do, how do we think it's going to be this, this uh, weekend? Sorry, not this year, this weekend. Uh... You, you, you're kind of cautious of a Leeds result strewn. Do we think it's going to end up that way? I'm thinking a 2 all or something. I'm thinking Leeds will go for it again. I think they'll be up for it this time. As I said, I'm, my conspiracy hat is on. We're thinking that the players may be a little bit shaken up from the whole Super League and all these fan protests that are going on. So I'll, I'll go for a 2 all. I think this is a really hard game to call, to be honest. And I think that's the case with every Leeds fixture. You never know if they're going to be all guns blaze and score three or four goals past any opposition or... They're just going to collapse at the back and not be able to get anything from the game. Really, I think. I think what was even more impressive about the City game is the fact that Liam Cooper got sent off at the end of the first half and they still managed to win that. You know, for a team who I admit I think they are quite poor defensively, I think that is really impressive. Right, uh, and who who's going to be the the man that's going to step up and stand out in this game, Junior Keyman? Um, do you know? What? I'm going to say Daniel James. Daniel James was excellent against Leeds in the reverse fixture. And obviously, I think Rafinha and Patrick Bamford, from a Leeds point of view, will be the two to go for. Lovely stuff. Uh, so Taylor, how about yourself? How do you see this from panning out? Um, I'm going to opt to agree with Struan. I think Leeds could yeah, get something from this, especially with the supposed you know, fan uh, protests and everything that's happened over the last couple of days. So I wouldn't be surprised um, to see Leeds running out like Winners of this by one goal. Um, so I'm just going to give you a score prediction right now of a 2 1 win to Leeds and Patrick Bamford to be your man. Not bad at all. Uh, Jamie, round us off. 
Yeah, tough one. Um, I thought these were quite impressive against Liverpool the other night. Uh, I'll go one all favourite scoreline. And as for a key player, maybe somebody like uh, Stuart Dallas again at a nice price. Mm. I like that. I'm going. I'm going one all. I think McTominay's going to have a good game, but I would look to have someone like Jack Harrison or Greenwood in your team. I feel like Greenwood's probably going to start from the out and get the goal that's going to get Man United a point in my prediction. Uh, wrapping up our premium picks section here, we are going to be talking about Aston Villa versus West Brom. It doesn't sound the most glamorous of fixtures on paper, but there is a bit more meaning behind it because it's a rivalry match at, and West Brom could stand to get, gain a lot from it. Uh, playing at 7pm on Sunday at Villa Park, Villa were on the back of a 2-1 loss to City just last night, and West Brom, at the time of recording, are still to play their fixture against Leicester, uh, playing tonight. Uh, Taylor, West Brom have been building a bit of form. We discussed it a little bit last week. I know you weren't on, but that's eight goals in the last couple of games, the last two games for West Brom against Chelsea and Southampton. Uh, they're playing Leicester tonight, and I can see them probably having a fair go at them. Uh I just I just don't know. I can see I can see West Brom getting something from this game. I mean, is is my kind of belief misplaced, or do you, do you reckon that West Brom could pose Aston Villa some trouble on Sunday? West Brom, they have two games in uh, no, no yeah two games in hand on film who are above them, but they're um, nine points away from safety. And so they've got a game in hand on Burnley. Could they do it? They've got Sam Allardyce's manager, and we know what his record's like. So is it possible? Very much so, Jack. I agree with you. <laughs> and um, it is not misplaced. It is going to happen. You know, as you said, eight goals in the last couple of games is crazy for any team. But for a team that's sitting in 19th and fighting for survival, it's incredible. Um, I can, I definitely have a belief that this is going to go down to the wire with him. I don't know who's going to get dragged in there. If it's going to be Brighton or Burnley. Newcastle, they're away. They're safe, by the way. I don't see them dropping back into this fight but this could be this could be the the battle that we've been wanting all season we wanted it for a title but it's going to be for a relegation and oh I can just already see it you know Sam Allardyce going into the last game of the season against I don't even know who it is but he's going into the last game of the season needing a win Burnley are sitting having to scrap it at least a draw minimum and I can 100% see Allardyce shithousing his way through it so Yes, they're going to get a win tonight. I don't know who's going to be it because that West Brom team on paper doesn't look the greatest, but it's a good, strong unit. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to say West Brom are going to win this. 1-0. Now. <laughs> that was a lot of build-up for a 1-0 score. Yeah, it's going to be 1-0. You know, they scored eight goals in the last couple of games, and yeah, they're not they're not doing that again. They need a break. So they're beating Aston Villa one 0 That that's what. That, okay. Uh, Struan, let's touch on Villa quickly because they started very well against City last night. Obviously, John McGinn scored after just twenty seconds, but they didn't hold on to the result in the end. Dean Smith's side have only won once since the beginning of March. Granted, that was against bottom three opposition, like they're playing on Sunday. So, do we reckon they bounce back, or are they always going to struggle without Jack Grealish on the side? I think I think everybody knew that Jack Grealish would be a massive loss, but I don't think quite as big a loss as it has been. You know, I think they have been pretty poor, to be honest. Especially when 
you know, a lot of people talk about West Brom making into the top four. I think for the first half of the season, it was Aston Villa who were in that place of, you know, they could make top four this season after being saved by the Hawkeye goal line technology last season from being relegated. And now they just seem to have been falling away. You know, obviously Grealish's um, creativity is what we all know about. But I think as well, this is leadership on the pitch has probably been missing. But, um, you know, this is a big game. It's quite a good opportunity to... Know, make a statement really and just say you know yeah we are still competing this season we can still do great things because you know it's almost like they scored too early against Man City and then once they had the man advantage Mike Cash went and got sent off himself so yeah not great he'll, he'll be quite a big loss for this game if anybody has him on fantasy if, if many do uh, Jamie speaking of fantasy I know you're big on your Brighton players you have been for a while even though you Removed them for the for the draw against Chelsea, yeah, which was a nightmare. Absolutely. Uh, considering the kind of form that West Brom could be building, should people maybe be looking at the baggies for some cheap options? Maybe a Callum Robinson, a Matthias Pereira. Yeah, I wouldn't put you off somebody like Pereira. Um, I'd steer well clear of the defence, but um, no, I don't think Pereira is the worst shout. I think he's uh, he's obviously on penalties just now. Um, so yeah, no, I wouldn't put you off somebody like Pereira, even just as a squad player. Look, West Brom need to go for it now. Um, they need they need goals, they need wins. So yeah, I wouldn't put you off the, the some of the attacking players at, at cheaper uh, cheaper prices. But uh, I would certainly steer clear of the of the defence. Steer clear of the I know that's a very very fair fair assessment. Uh, give us a score prediction while we've got you. Uh, Taylor's given us a one 0 to West Brom. How do you see it playing out? Is this the Villa West Brom? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. the one tonight. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard because obviously they're playing tonight, and I kind of want to see how they get on tonight. Mm. Villa still going to be without Grealish, I think. Is he out for the rest of the season, or do we I know? don't, I don't know. There was a setback for a few more training, weeks, but yeah, right. Uh, I mean, obviously, we know that Grealish is uh, is a massive miss for them. I think it'll be a draw. Actually, I'll go nil nil. <laughs> no, oh, after saying horrible. after saying go and get the get the West Brom attackers, I think it'll be nil nil personally. Struan, what about you? You know, I'm also going to say nil nil. I think this could be uh not not the best game on the eye. No, well, yeah, I, th- I think I, I was I was going to agree with you, but then as I want to see some excitement towards the end of the season. I'm I'm optimistic, dangerously optimistic. I like to say I'm going I'm going for a two one, a two one win for West Brom. Because I think Callum Robinson's going to keep on his decent goal-scoring form that he's seen recently and get a goal against the Villa. Ah, fuck it. 4 0 to West Brom. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that might be the title. <laughs> fuck it, 4 0 to West Brom. <laughs> that's quite good. Uh, well, that's the three biggest games of the weekend at the road. So we're going to have a look at a few of the lesser fixtures in this weekend's batch with our next segment, Wildcard Options. Right, so we're here with wildcard options now. This is a segment that takes a look at three games that weren't as deep as the as the three games that we discussed in premium picks, but there was still a bit to talk about in terms of what could happen this weekend. Uh, before we get started, we do have a Brexit game of the week, of course. Anyone want to? I mean, I've told you, so do we want to just pretend like we don't know and we'll just guess? Can I guess Burnley Wolves? You can, but it'd be wrong because it's Wolves Burnley. Just well, that's just not very you, nice. You need to know the whole. That it's. I mean, it's almost. I almost feel bad including Burnley every week, but it's Wolves and Burnley three to eight on the BBC. 
I think the fact that that is the game that's free to air, <laughs> it's it's shocking. I mean, I mean, would anyone else suggest something different, or are we all happy that Wolves Burnley is Brexit this week? Nah, yeah, I'd agree. Brexit. <laughs> I love how Taylor makes his point and mutes himself straight away. <laughs> he just yeah, feels because if I don't, I'm just gonna be sitting here just going. Like I just, I, I actually can't sit still. So is that generally what you do when your mic's off? You just oh no, like I generally keep moving about and my chair squeaks and like I, I just keep constantly moving about. I generally can't sit still. That's just why I like being a shadow where I can just sit and you know look at right in your eyes and it makes me concentrate. Why does looking in my eyes make you concentrate? I really don't know. <laughs> Get a creepy tail, I can't lie. Hey, 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 it's embracing, it's embracing. Right, well, that aside, uh, first of the wildcard options, uh, let's talk about Arsenal versus Everton. Uh, Struan, I've picked this one purely for the fact that there's going to be a lot of fantasy players involved in terms of the likes of Saka. Uh, Lacazette would be if he wasn't injured, and I'm fuming about that. Uh, you might have Emile Smith Rowe, you might have Richarlison, you might have Dinia, you might have. Sigurdsson, you might have Rodriguez. There's a lot of fantasy Rob options. Rob Holding. Here. Rob Holding, thank you. Leno might potentially He's in my team. Of course, yes. Uh, what, what do we reckon? How, how do we see this one going? I think I'm probably more excited about this game than most this weekend, purely on the fact that I think both of these teams are still trying to get into the European places. And I think they're quite entertaining to watch at times. And I think I just think it's so hard to call this one. You know, I don't think there's a, exactly a favourite between the two of them and at the same time I'm not sure it will even end in a draw you know I, I expect to see goals in this game Yeah. and I think just from a neutral point of view I think it'll be a really good game to watch and obviously I think quite a lot of people will have at least one possibly two or three fantasy players involved in this game so it'll be quite watchable for the uh, the Friday night kickoff. Uh, watchable is probably the right word. Uh, Jamie let's come to you for Sheffield United versus Brighton. Now this was it was a I was almost up at myself for actually putting this in because Sheffield United are relegated what they got to play for and that's exactly why I put it in because they no longer have anything to play for and I'm interested to see how they go and play now that they have nothing to lose against a Brighton team who have a fair bit to lose in terms of they're not completely out of the the relegation fight just yet they've picked up a few decent results over the last couple of weeks but how, how do we see Brighton going up against a Sheffield United that genuinely can play for pride and nothing else at this point yeah, I mean, as you say, Brighton have uh, it's a big game for them. Sheffield United, all the pressure's off them. But to be honest, I think realistically, it's been off them for a long time now, isn't it? Um, you know, Brighton, I do think they just need maybe one more win, um, and it would kind of be enough to to see them safe. Um, you know, they're they're on a decent run of form at the moment. Obviously, went down at Old Trafford, but before that, they'd beaten uh, Southampton in the Derby, and then had that comfortable victory over Newcastle and then a couple of draws against Everton and, uh, and at Stamford Bridge on Tuesday night. So, yeah, it's, I think they're more than capable of winning this game. I don't think it'll be a great game. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. Brighton have got a relatively solid defence and, you know, Sheffield United have shipped 56 goals this season and they've only scored 17, so they don't exactly <laughs> score many in front of goal. So I'll uh, I'll say a 1-0 Brighton and uh, not, not a particularly nice game to view on the eye, I don't think. No, definitely going to be a scrappy physical one. I don't really think it's going to be... Well, I might watch it just for... Well, depends on when it is, because I might be preoccupied by era Hibernian women, but I might look out for the highlights and see if it's worth It is on the 24th of April, whenever that is. 
that is Saturday. It uh, is. 8 o'clock. Oh, Saturday oh, night. Yes. Absolutely brilliant. Saturday night and I like the way you move. Ollie McBurney. 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. <laughs> 8 o'clock. <laughs> John Rolston. There we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Come on. John, John Rolston. I was just looking at fantasy. Perfect guy. There he's in. He's John your standard in year 11. Surely John Lund's tram and cheese. That'd be better. Yeah. yeah the yeah. the Rollstrom. Where'd you get <laughs> You've just... It sounds like a different way of just saying Woodstrom or Rollstrom. You'd really be clear about it. No, uh, right. Sander Burgett. Oh, lovely. We like... We like. <laughs> That's good. Right. Lack of baguette. David McRoldrick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> End bit Stevens. <laughs> Oh, the last, we we did this we off air. To, we did it off air, so we might need to provide some context on that. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm going to come to Taylor because I, I want him, we've discussed his uh, work in the Morrison's Bakery already in this episode. Taylor, tell the people what we did as soon as we recorded the intro segment. Um, we stopped and we decided to try to come up with an XI based on Morrison's, well, just a bakery kind of themed <laughs> XI. So, um, as you can see, we. We're really thinking hard about it. I think we spent about five, ten minutes as you try to go with it, and I can come up with one to save myself. And I have finally done it, and I'm happy with John Arrowsham. Patrick Bunford. <laughs> <laughs> These are just going to keep getting lettered in as the conversation goes on, aren't they? Mate, I don't understand how folk use a rhyme not them off so quick. I really have to play about it. Like, I don't know if it's just me that's been stupid. Probably. <laughs> like, I really struggle. Like, I just know I'm going to say one stupid one, it just doesn't work. Roberto Firmino. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, tell, speaking of Firmino, he plays for Liverpool and they play Newcastle this weekend. Uh, that was, I off the top of it, just host things, you know. Uh, I mean, Newcastle have had some better results recently. We've seen kind of better side of Newcastle than we've seen earlier in the season uh, and Liverpool are now starting to build for a challenge at the top four places could be a decent game to watch but still uncertain whether it actually will be how do you see this one playing out? This game I I, I have no clue I'm not going to lie I have absolutely <laughs> no clue I, wa- I watch this is going to be a bog standard Liverpool win but then Newcastle all of a sudden you know decided to turn up in the Premier League so, yeah, this, this is a game where it could go very, very, very weird and be a boring 1-0 win. Or, I'm not going to say there's going to be goals in it, because it's not. Or, it could be a lively, you know, semi-end-to-end game. If that makes sense, you know, where one half is going to be end-to-end, the other one will just die down. Basically, like 90% of the Premier League games. <laughs> so, this game, I am going to say that, you know, Liverpool, they're... Just gonna solidify that top four place. If not, if they haven't already, just go in there, try finish third. Is it they're sitting right now? Just try finish third. No, they're not. Taylor, they're sitting seven. <laughs> sorry, sorry. They're trying to push for that top four place. There's me already there you go. telling you about how the season's got to finish. They're going to finish in that third spot place, maybe. Nah, uh, they're just gonna try to go for that top four place. A win tonight is very important. And, to be fair, uh, they, they, they win. They're not playing tonight, but that's fine. Yeah, nah, uh, yeah, it's, 
I'm just a shambles. Are you right? Are you talking? Who are you talking about? Liverpool or Leicester? Because Leicester are playing tonight. Yeah, it's Liverpool. I'm they, if if Leicester lose tonight, Liverpool could go third on Saturday. See, that's what I was being thinking. I'm glad you understood that. <laughs> I've I've just yeah. trying to pick up your pieces, mate. I'm looking at the league table just now, trying to make sense of what you're trying to say. But yeah, no. If Leicester lose and Liverpool win, that's them just trying to uh, push in that top four. You know, in the expense of you know Western Chelsea, I think it's no harder for West Ham to do it with these injuries. I I was asked me about last week, maybe two weeks ago. I'd been like, yep, West Ham top four is a real possibility. Now it's very bleak, and I can't see. I wouldn't say it's very bleak. Just going with their injuries and effort. I, I but Taylor, their running is winnable. Like they've got Burnley next. They've got Burnley, Everton, Brighton, West Brom, and Southampton to play after Chelsea. They lost three hmm. to Newcastle. Did have ten men though, did they? Not? Yeah, they did have ten men, and they did get back to two two, <laughs> and they did concede some terrible goals. And you'd let and Dawson and Cresswell will probably be back for Burnley. Uh, yeah, maybe it's just a pessimistic view then. Right, maybe I'm just looking at it and thinking it won't harm. It's the Garvey view I, more I, than I anything. Fifth will be with the finish. Yeah. And, uh, and Liverpool, it'll be City United. I <laughs> look at look at you should, you should have prepared for this in advance. Yeah. Sit, I'm gonna go City United, Chelsea, Leicester, Chelsea Liverpool. No, I've stuck there now. Also, oh, Leicester, Leicester drop yeah, out. Leicester, uh, drop, Leicester drop below yeah. fifth. Yeah. Oh, it's possible. It's definitely possible. I mean, yeah. Leicester drop both. To be fair, between third and eighth, between third and seventh, they're only separated. Sorry, by three points. Yeah. So that by that's a that's a massive week. It's a massive competition there for that top four, and you know, <laughs> could we see Liverpool, you know, finish third and then possibly Spurs finishing fourth? Nah, that's not gonna happen. I have but, Ryan yeah. Mason, the youngest manager in Premier League history. Oh, Byron, you. Young manager, new ideas, could be, could be, could do it. I'll still play for, and we'll be providing that coverage and predictions all the way until the end of the season. So, uh, yeah, just to round off, uh, Liverpool to win 2-0. Okay. 2-0, ah, fair, yeah, that's fair. Mohamed Salah. Nice. Uh, aye, that does it, that does it for Jamie's Diddy picks, or as it's formerly known, wildcard options this week. Uh, we'll just be back in a second to bring you the final segment, Locked in 11. So as always we finish our show with Locked and Eleven. This is where we look at games we discussed, games we haven't, all with the aim of putting together a team of the best performing players for you to use in fantasy this weekend. We always start with goalkeepers and defenders as they get clean sheet points the most. So Taylor, I want to hear from you first. Who are you backing to keep a clean sheet this weekend? So I stupidly made my transfer. Oh. Funny story, I made my transfer, I actually took a point set because I was like do this, do that, get more points, easy days. Forgetting there's some people which not playing next week. Oh no. So um, that doesn't matter. That's not my transfer. So I don't have a goalkeeper because my backup goalkeeper is da -da -da -da, David Button from West Brom, who has not played a single minute. Oh no, I like he's played two minutes and he played it against Wolves, where he got. Oh, there you go. No, he didn't play two minutes. He played a game. And he can see. It's a difference. It's a big difference between two minutes yeah. and a full ninety. Sorry, he got two points. I was looking at the points. So, uh, yeah, he's played absolutely fuck all season. I'm, yeah, I'm he's not going to play. No, he's not going to play. So, so, and I'll, I'll, I'll I have segue. No keeper. 
Sanchez is in goals for me. Yeah, Sanchez good shot. Brighton. I think Button is the, the Brighton seventh choice goalie or something, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> that it's not happening. So who's not playing next weekend? I'm just I'm gonna look. Tottenham, uh, Man United, Spurs, uh, and City. Spurs and City next That's week. City, right. Spurs and City just not playing again this season. Like what's going on? They're missing this weekend, obviously, for the cup final. Why are they not playing next weekend? Doesn't make much sense. Anyway, uh, who else have you got in your defence, Taylor? Uh, so in my defence, I've actually put it off my team. So in my defence, um, I have Azpilicueta. So he, I don't know what happened to him. By the way, why did he not start last night? Rotation. Jamie, help me out. Probably rotation again. Just rotation, right? That's, that's good then. So he's in because I didn't take him out. Uh, Luke Shaw. He's so, got mm-hmm. in there. And you'll see my dilemma later on. I do have a Reguilon in there. He's not playing. Know, I can't, yeah, he's not playing, so I can't take him out. So he's just going to be sitting there, twiddling his thumbs. What do you mean you can't take him out? Because I subbed in Aurea hitting Spurs for playing. That's so rookie, mate. <laughs> mate, that is the biggest rookie, mate. I deserve as not comes to me next week, and yeah, I don't pay attention. Struan, this is actually opening up a gap for the meme team, by the way. I was going to say, just do what Struan done and take a minus 40 or something. Just change your whole team. Mate, I'm 40. catching Graham. Graham's not played for four weeks, and I'm just catching him. <laughs> I'm not giving up <laughs> Well, Struan, I'll come to you next, because you can actually discuss the meme team, because you're above average. You're an above average performer in this week. Come on! I don't know how oh, you've done it. I don't. You, Joel Linton and Tarkovsky decided they wanted to turn up for you. As did Jesse Lingard. Sorry, Messi Lingard. Um, of course. Yeah, it's quite a successful week from the main team. My uh, my defence is going to be the same coming up this weekend. Uh, I have faith in the Burnley back three of Tarkovsky, me and uh, Bailey Peacock Farrell. Although Nick Pope may be back, which could mean Pickford comes into comes into my net. Uh, oh, Arsenal, and I've also got Marcus Alonso. At left back, but I want to bring in uh, a Brighton defender at the moment, and I'm a bit unsure because they've got Shane Duffy. United away. Well, <laughs> he would he would be the captain of the main team. Not quite sure he's in fantasy, but um, I'll maybe give him a miss. I'm not I'm not quite sure, but uh, yeah, that's my back. I've also got Marcus Alonso, sorry, to to accompany yeah. the um, Burnley defence and Rob Holdings on the bench. Jamie, let, oh sorry, <laughs> Because you stop in players that don't even play. <laughs> They're not even yeah, playing games. To be fair, this week, Asperger didn't play for me. Kessel didn't play. De Bruyne didn't play. So I've got Watkins and Bamford coming in, which only takes me on level points. Eh? Bloody screwing this season. Hey, this week. How? How? That was me Joel Veltman has just come into the team. Oh, fuck off. Stop stealing my players. <laughs> <laughs> Is he in your team again this week then, Jimmy? Yeah, I think he has to be, really. I said that Sheffield United, Brighton, wasn't going to be a, a goal fest. So even if it's nil-nil, it's uh, it's good enough for me. So Sanchez is in goals for me, and I've got Veltman, Holtman, and Matt Target. Um, again, I'm kind of in the similar boat of kind of others. I've got Cresswell, obviously, so he's obviously on the bench. I kind of want to use the transfers elsewhere because obviously Spurs aren't playing, and Lacazette's injured as well, so I'm trying yeah. to use the changes in attack. Um, so I, I don't really think... Aston Villa will keep a clean sheet, but Matt Target has been quite good going forward this season. He's he's quite good for assists, so I'll keep him in. Um, Arsenal could keep a clean sheet against Everton at the Emirates, to be honest. Um, 
not saying it's guaranteed, but I think Leeds will score against Man United. So Harry Maguire's on the bench alongside Aaron Cresswell. So back three of Veltman, uh, Veltman, Holding and Target. See, I'm, I'm in a bit of a dilemma as well because Ederson obviously isn't playing this weekend. My backup goalkeeper is Meslier, which, fair enough, he'll, he'll, he'll probably concede, but he'll make a fair few saves doing it. So he'll probably get four or five points at least. I've also got Juan Bissaka. And I think Leeds will score. And I've got Bamford up front. So you see my slight dilemma, my slight problem here. Uh, I don't really know what to do. I've not made my transfer this week. And I'll probably have to take another minus. Considering I've got injuries elsewhere on the pitch. But just concerned a wee bit. But you know what? I'll be fine. Uh, I've also got Azpilicueta and Kufal. Who are playing each other. <laughs> so I've really not lucked out at all. Uh, in terms of fixtures. And all coming at the same time. So... Expect that to change uh, by the deadline tomorrow. Uh, up into midfield, uh, Struan, kick us off. Who's who in the who's your meme team midfield again? Uh, Lingard, it will be and Fernandes. Oh, you just playing the three this week? Uh, yeah, I've got I've gone for a four three three. I've got McTominay and Jacka on the bench though. I, I I will once again state McTominay is only in this team because he's my favourite player. Nothing to do with memes. Uh, but yeah. And I've got I've got Lingard as my vice captain at the moment, but I'm a bit worried he's not going to play with injury. And I yeah, also fancy Chelsea in that game. I think so. We should be fine. Oh, thank God! Ah, he's, he's, okay, he's yeah. green on the, or he's fine on the FPL app just now. Like there's no doubt on his name. Cool. He is the vice. Yeah. So that's my midfield three. Uh, I will be going to his former club Arsenal. Will be hopefully interesting. Uh, Taylor, how about you? Uh, so I am playing my four in midfield. I say I'm playing my four. I've still got my last week's team up. I'm pretty sure. I'm, yeah, I'm playing four. Uh, I've got Lingard in. You know, Lingard playing Chelsea. I've got Azpilicueta in defence. Can't do much. Uh, Fernandez in there with Mount and my person I originally brought in because I wanted... This is the guy I used my free transfer on and I thought it'd be smart, you know, undercutting everybody else at Oreo. So that just shows how <coughs> 200 IQ play that was. But uh, I brought in Salah to captain. Fair enough. He's, for Newcastle, I expect him to get at least one of the two goals I predicted mm-hmm. and get me above Graham. Nice. Uh, Jamie, how about you? Uh, yeah, my midfield, I have got James Madison, Jesse Lingard, Bruno Fernandes and Jakob Mulder is still in there. Um, <laughs> Came off the bench against Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, this is the problem. So Dan Burns started against uh, against Chelsea. But to be honest, I, I had him on the bench for that game anyway. I had my three Brighton players on the bench for that one. Um, so Because I, I reckon they were probably a bit more defensive-minded in that game. Whereas I think against Sheffield United, I'm hoping they'll play Mulder instead of Burns because I think he's a bit more attacking than uh, mm. the six-foot however tall he is, he's very tall, <laughs> Dan Byrne. So, so I'm hoping Modar comes back into the team. So midfield four of uh, Madison, Lingard, Fernandes and Modar. Uh, my midfield is going to remain unchanged. I've not made any transfers or anything, but this probably will remain unchanged for this weekend. Fernandes, Mount, Lingard, Jota and Bukayo Saka. I'm a fan of my midfield, even though it didn't really do me much good this weekend, as I am below average quite significantly. Uh, up front, Jamie. Me and you both have Lacazette. Yeah. How are we? How How are you planning on sorting that out? I've got Kane as well. Um, so yeah, I'm thinking Ianacho. Um, I'm liking the look of Kalechi Ianacho. Um, you could go and get Vardy if you want, but for the price difference, Vardy's on a not very good run of form. Then now Ianacho's the the complete polar opposite. And considering he's about four million cheaper than Jamie Vardy, I'm I'm thinking about Ianacho. Um, they'll have Crystal Palace at home. 
uh, the, uh, well, the next game week after after tonight, obviously. Um, Crystal Palace at home, so it's a winnable game. Um, so yeah, I, I would recommend Ian Atchow. And to be honest with you, if I was thinking about replacing Cresswell with uh, Castagna as well, um, mm. I was thinking about Pereira originally, but he was hooked after just before 60 minutes um, against... Uh, who was it they just played? Southampton. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, he was hooked just before 60 minutes in that game. So I'm not sure if he's maybe been going to get dropped or I don't know. So Castagna for me, he's played the 90 minutes in the last few games. So yeah, I, I might bring him in for Cresswell, but as nice. a, same as you, not made my transfers yet. So I'm thinking it's going to be Chris Wood up front, <laughs> alongside, <laughs> alongside um, Kelechi Iheanacho. And I think that's only... 10 players so I'll need to find someone else maybe Harry Maguire up front <laughs> just chuck up whoever does a job to be honest so I'll need to probably take a point as well actually mm. uh, Struan go on let's hear your strikers uh, I've got the Brazilian Joe Linton the captain Timo Werner and the cheat Neil Mope <laughs> the cheat <laughs> <laughs> I was um, I was extremely close to putting Callum Robinson in because he's scored I think three goals in the last two games for West Brom but I've, I've stuck with Mopé they've got Sheffield United away and Jolinton and Werner were sort of the founders of this team so they'll be going absolutely nowhere and of course Timo Werner is the captain of course he is what do you Even think though... about Kev... can Sorry, I just ask you what, what do you think about Cavani um, I've been quite impressed with Cavani recently but I'm really reluctant to kind of touch players from uh, that are playing in European competitions because obviously rotation and that but what do you think about Cavani? Your fixtures are quite tough. You've got Leeds away, Liverpool at home, Aston Villa away, but I still think Cavani could be a shout at 7.9 million. I think Cavani has been absolutely excellent when he's played this season. I think the problem is him actually playing. He's picked up a few injuries. and I think yeah. He didn't really play much football in 2020, so it's sort of been about getting that match sharpness back as well. Obviously, his future is very much uncertain, but I think, I think he's a good shout for fantasy. With Martial being injured as well, not that he would have done much for fantasy this season. Um, oh, is he injured? Right, that's fine then. Yeah, Martial yeah. did his knee in on international duty, so that's fine. it's a quote-unquote hope, sort of, he comes back So he back should, for the he end should of the be season. playing then Cavani? Yeah, Cavani oh, and Greenwood like are probably that. the only two who'll be rotating up front, so I, I, I can't really decide what um, he'll be, because I think he'll be the priority, because he's Man United's best striker, so I don't know whether Solskjaer will prioritise him in the league games or... Yeah. in the Europa League games because I, I can't see him even though he's got a really good work rate I can't see him playing a full night eight, two or three games in the same week Agreed Yeah, Greenwood's but, been good as well obviously kind of recently yeah. hasn't he so yeah I would imagine maybe Greenwood starts the league games eh, and Cavani plays the European ones but who knows I, I, I think Greenwood might actually play against Leeds because I think I think uh, Ollie will want to play Dan James again so I think it'll be James on the right Rashford on the left and Greenwood up front just sort of to get as much pace as you can to get in behind the Leeds defence I have a feeling that that sort of approach would be necessary. Or possibly Pogba. Pogba's played up front, um, sort of across that three and behind the striker and has worked really well there as well. But yeah, I think I think Cavani is a good shout, to be honest. Definitely. Uh, Taylor, did you give us your striker? Sorry, I'm just, I'm just trying to look back. Uh, no, I've got Richie, Watty and Bami up front. There we go. <laughs> what? <laughs> So can I just have a guess? Is that Richarlison, Watkins, and Bamford? You're on nickname terms. I see. Taking my inspiration from Sean Dyche. If anything's Bammy, it's you, you imagine, honestly. <laughs> uh, Sean Dyche is an inspiration. Did you see the fact that when he was talking about folk come back to injury, he was like, I think he's called it 
but I'd say came into her one but I'd say somebody in Poppy. <laughs> I was like, that's just the most British like nickname thing for M Devon. I was like, I'm glad that he's you know taking the Brexit to heart. Right, uh, I, I don't even know where to go from that to be honest. Uh, I don't have two strikers yet. Well, I do. I've got Watkins and Bamford. Watkins will probably play. Uh, Bamford might not. I might chuck him to the bench, and I need to swap it like that for someone. And I might take Jamie up on his Ian Atro shout. To be quite honest with you. What's the point though? Because you're trying to catch me. There's no point copying my team. Ah, but at the same time, you know, am I trying to catch you at this point? I've taken that many points hits. I'm genuinely just. I'm thinking about a minus eight actually. <laughs> I'm thinking Castagna, Pereira, and Ian Acho in for uh, Cresswell, Son, and Kane. So I know. I you know, you know I was... why I'm. You know why I'm having to think at Ian Acho because there's no other strikers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's no other strike. We've said it for weeks. We've said it for months. Strikers are bad this year. There's not good the strikers. Whole, the whole season fantasy strike we've been to. Like the top goal scorers in the league, apart from Kane, are like Salah, Bruno Fernandez, um, Gundogan. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no strikers are turning up. Like, your Martial's, your Aguero's, Aubameyang's, Timo Werner's. I'm sorry, Timo. None of them, they've got about ten goals between <laughs> them or something this year. Maybe fifteen between them this season. With I that. really want you. I really want you to take Werner at your team just to see if he does. It, it scores five. I, I, I want to see it before the end of the season. Do you know what? I, I really might think take him out on the very last day. Just see if he scores a hat trick. If he scores, if he scores a hat trick in the final day, just to take him out, I'm gonna lose my mind. Even if he scores one, is, ah, I don't just. I don't just have Werner in my team every week. I captain, captain, captain him every, every single week. I've missed out on probably so many points this season <laughs> just on who's got the captain's armband. <laughs> just before, right. just before you finish up uh, with my minus eight that I'm looking at the now with Castagna in for Cresswell, Pereira in for Son, and Ian Acho in for Kane. I am left over with ten point five million in the bank. <laughs> Bloody hell! <laughs> That's such a cheap team. That's not bad at <laughs> not all. Not quite sixteen million that the means are sitting on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, for God's sake, right, we need to wrap this podcast what up. What a laugh, eh? that, Oh, what a laugh. If you're still listening, I Fair play, why? Yeah. why? Yeah, yeah, why? What are you doing? Like, why oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. It's yeah. a good laugh, though. <laughs> Regrets, no. It's a laugh. It's a good <laughs> laugh. Uh, that is going to bring this episode of the Fancy Ramble to an end. Thank you very much for listening, if you have. Uh, make sure to subscribe <laughs> to the Ramble wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> Taylor's swinging about his room again. <laughs> make sure to subscribe to the Ramble wherever you get your podcast to make sure new episodes show up automatically on your feed and follow us over on Twitter to be notified of new episodes as soon as they come out. Thank you very much to Jamie, Struey and Taylor for joining me today. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> make sure... <laughs> uh, make sure to check out the Football Roundup on Monday and Extra Time tomorrow and next Thursday as well before we return on Friday as usual. Until then, my name's Jack Donnelly. This has been a disaster. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time. <laughs>